Hello, everybody. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant. My name is Russ Froschick. This is The Resties, where the rest of the best discuss the best of the rest. This week, we're talking about Like a Dragon Ishin, which is Yakuza, basically. They changed the name of Yakuza. It's called Like a Dragon now. It gets it closer to the original title in Japanese. I don't entirely understand why they would do this. Yakuza was doing really well, but here we are. What is Like a Dragon Ishin? You know what? I'm going to explain that in the full segment because it's a lot. Before I do that, Fresh, I have to tell you something I did last night. Oh? I finally went and saw Street Fighter the movie in a movie theater for the first time since it came out. Did you see it in the movie theater when it came out? Yeah, of course. How old were you? I'm very young, but uh, I am what we like to call a fan. Sure. Uh, and I support things I love. Yeah. Okay? You didn't do that? So you that? support Raul Julia's final performance. I mean, we've talked about this movie on the show before a little bit, but it is, uh, it's quite the film. It It is. I, I'm something of an expert. Yeah, you, know, you wrote a I, whole big piece I, about I, it. I, I wrote the history of this movie, which is, I, I think is fair for me to say, because I don't think anybody else has written any history of this movie. Certainly Therefore, not to the length and breadth. Although sure, there is sure, probably sure. a four-hour YouTube explainer uh, And you know what? <laughs> they stole my entire thing. <laughs> oh. I actually watched, I watched one, I was like, this is great, an hour long, and I started it, and I was like, you are reading Polygon's piece. Oh, <laughs> what are we the, doing here? They don't nod to you at all. There's no, no, it was brutal. But you Man. know what? Like, it's hard making money on YouTube. I, did, I, 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 I don't know what to really do there. You know. <laughs> anyway, I watched it, and here is my takeaway. I, so I, I love this movie. I thought I really loved this movie. Yeah. And what I realized was, I don't need to ever see it in a movie theater again. I mean, that's probably. I, I need it in the background. While, like, I have friends over. Okay. It might be, like, do you have movies like this? Perfect background movies? Yeah, I mean, they're, they are visually interesting. You, you see this not only in, like, if you're having people over, but if you're in, like, a cool bar, mm-hmm. and there'll be on, like, a projector on the wall, there's going to be, like, Nothing But Trouble, starring Chevy Chase, because it's a visually interesting movie, but as a movie to sit and watch, maybe not great. Yeah, Pennies from Heaven is that Steve Martin's musical? Another one of those type of things. Sure. Like, yeah, it, it, Xanadu. It it it, <laughs> it inspires like good conversation. You know, yeah. you all you really need from this movie, as far as I can tell, in terms of being able to hear the movie, <laughs> is the first ten minutes. Because yeah. in the first ten minutes, they introduce every character, and every character just happens to be a Street Fighter character. So there's like, um, you know, there's like the obvious stuff where it's a commander, and they're like, "Hey, commander, commander Guile," <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." And then there's like a news team, and it's like, uh, "Hello, I'm reporter Chun Li," and oh. you're like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." And then she's like, talks to her camera crew, and she's like, "Hey, behind the camera." Uh, uh, E Honda. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, it wait, a, what? Why e Honda's is, the cameraman? Why? 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 Yeah, Honda. And is it Barlog, the 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 boxer? Yes, Barlog is yeah. also on on her news crew. Oh, doing audio, doing sound. I would. Yeah, guess. There, there there's um there's a point where Guile wants to go save his best friend from the evil evil Bison, right? Yeah, and uh, he's like phoning into Bison, and he's like, "Hey, to my best friend." Carlos Blanco, 
are you there? <laughs> and 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 they uh, Bison looks at a random guy and he's Blanco, eh? He's yeah. like, get him to my mutagen tank. <laughs> Great. And that's a departure, right? Wasn't in the games, wasn't he just like a, a feral like wolf person? I don't know. I don't know. I don't I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. I you don't, don't know you the don't logic. Know the and I and I can say for certain the movie is not loyal to to, to sure. Canon. You know, like um uh Cammy is um uh, played by Kylie Minogue, you know? So, yeah, what's like, wrong with that? I mean it's just not She's right. She's got range. She's she, a pop star. She, she does. She was wasted on this movie. Okay. I will say that. Um, anyway, I'm really glad I saw it once because the reactions in the room, I, I did feel a little bad. The reactions were kind of like laughing at the film. Mm. And I don't like that because this film, credit to it, knows exactly what it's doing. Sure, yeah. Like it, it is in on the joke 95% of the time. So there was a bit of like, oh, can you believe it? Uh, you know, Bison has ugly, like, knockoff Picasso clown paintings of himself. How stupid. And it's like, that's correct. Stupid. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> that that rules. Was it full? Was it a crowded room? No, because I don't go to full movies. Cause, it know. does seem like that the time for that cultural moment has kind of come and gone. Um. Yeah, I don't. Well, you know, it, the 90s renaissance or reboot culture, culture's yeah. moving so fast. I felt like we really blasted through 90s culture and we're already at early odds. I mean, fashion-wise, it's still kind of pretty heavy 90s, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I I really enjoyed it. I think people should should watch it. I think it's like a great like weekend afternoon TBS TNT style hang. Yeah. Um, but should we, should we go talk about y- Yakuza? Let's do it. Not Yakuza. I think like we're talking dragon. about. We'll talk about something that is more, you know, like a dragon. Yes. Ishin. Bye. Okay. We're back. Okay. So th- th- this was like a lot of legwork, you know, like a long walk for a small glass of water to explain what the hell this thing is. Yeah. He- here's the basic what you need to know, because I want you, to, you listener to be curious about it. This is a game where you are a samurai and you beat the living shit out of people with swords and guns and, and and to be clear so the game is called like a dragon ishin but it is in well no, no, y- no see I, that's what i was trying to do is just tell people basically what the game is before we get into oh, okay explaining literally the chaos yeah yeah is. you're a samurai and it's and it's y- yeah. a quasi-historical recreation of some major events within that period of J- Japanese history. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, okay, okay. So, yes, do you, do you, do you want to take a shot explaining how this game even exists, such what oh, it is? God. So I, uh, I, I'll say that, like, I am far from the Yakuza expert, but this series has essentially been going on for, I want to say, like, 20 years now, and it is just a very bizarre mashup between... What is in a lot of ways like a visual novel, there's like a ton of reading and dialogue and interactions between characters mixed with a quasi open world brawling game and with a with a layer of outlandish tone that doesn't seem to jive with any of it, but actually is the strongest part of the Yakuza series and the game uh, we should mention. So they changed the name we talked about in the intro. It used to be called all these games used to be called Yakuza, whatever, six or Yakuza seven, whatever. And now it, all of them will basically moving forward be called like a dragon 
six or seven or whatever the latest installment is. I, apparently the reason for the change, and again, I'm not an expert, so I don't know, you can maybe correct me, is that recent Yakuza games haven't been as focused on Yakuza stuff. Correct. So that they wanted to broaden it such that it would allow them to, uh, you know, introduce non-Yakuza things and have people be like, why is this a Yakuza game? Yeah, I mean, it's always, so it's always been called effectively like a dragon in Japan. This is one of those, okay. you know, like Resident Evil. Do you want to Evil... do the pronunciation of it? No. Um, I'm going to try. Uh, it's no, Ryugagotoku? Uh, one second. Let me let me get it in front of me and I can tell you what it is. Ryugagotoku. Yeah, it was pretty close. Yeah, and then Ishin. And um, so, and that effectively is like a dragon? Yeah, basically. So yeah, so they're just unifying it. You yeah. know, it's not the first time. And, like, and, I know Dragon Quest... And Dragon Warrior for a long time was different, and then they tr- unified them. And I think in Japan now, Resident Evil, I think, is called Resident Evil Everywhere, right? I think that's right. I think you're right. They did it the opposite direction. Yeah. I, I can also imagine here, you know, this series, it, it had a really tough go, like, becoming a popular thing. Yeah. Um, it was kind of Sega building off of the Shinmu hype of the very early aughts yeah it's like um, kind of a life sim life simmy yeah and um and it's like this like perfect recreation of of just like a neighborhood yeah. in most of these games right and when they brought the first one out the original yakuza uh the idea was like oh you know let's really invest it in this like i think they had um what's his name mark mark hamill Luke sure. Skywalker, right was doing uh, voice work for it. They, you know, really, really wanted it to, like, click with American audiences. And I I believe because of that, the localization is, like, very American forward. Okay. Which is to say they took out kind of the thing that makes this so um, transportive, which yeah. is, like, you really feel like you are in this neighborhood in Japan. Um, and then they, every once in a while, some of these games would come to the U.S. Not every like a dragon game would come to the US. And uh, it kind of felt like it was just never going to click. And then Yakuza 0 drops. And that's the one that is a prequel and set in the 80s, mm-hmm. which was kind of ideal because you didn't need to know the story right. to get into it. And the setting was just awesome. Like it was just such a cool, like 80s Japan. What a, what a great place to put your video game. Yeah. Um, and that blows up. And Sega immediately capitalizes on it. They do remakes or like remasters of the first two or three Yakuza games. I think full like remakes of the first two and then like a cleanup of the third. And basically you can play the entire core series now in the U.S. Um, and they have much better localization. Uh, it, I mean, there's just a ton of Yakuza available to you. Now, because of that, because of all that being out there, they're like, hey, you know what? That's done so well. What if we go back and start bringing the like even more obscure spinoff games? Yeah. And these are wild. So, you know, today we're talking about Ishin. There's also like a zombie one. Um, there's a Fist of the North Star one, which I think actually might be out here. I can't remember. There's another historical um, period one called Kinzen. Um, I mean, just... A ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of video games. This is, you know, effectively like an almost annual series. Sure. Um, that we're, we're, we are now just culturally getting caught back on. And it does feel like the other big breakout game was Like a Dragon 
Which, seven, yeah. Seven, I guess, which was the turn-based one, right? Yeah, and that's why it's confusing, because yeah. Yakuza, like a dragon, is Yakuza 7, and then it be, everything becomes like a dragon That was their that. transition fer- period, where they were just going to be like, this is what it's called from now on, just get used to it. Yes, and to make things even further confusing, like a dragon, Yakuza like a dragon, Yakuza 7, in the Yakuza series moving forward, oh my gosh, this is so perplexing, <laughs> is, all, is all turn-based. There's oh, really? another there's a spin-off series called Lost Judgment. Oh my god. Which will likely if it continues to exist be the continuation of the beat 'em up version. Oh, I didn't realize it was all the yakuza stuff is now turn-based or the like a dragon stuff is now turn-based. I, I believe, I mean, I thought there was just the this one that I just think, came out. I think like a dragon 8 is going to be turn-based also. Okay, interesting. Wow. Holy oh. cow. <laughs> <laughs> well, we made it. We made it to the part where we talk about the game that we're actually playing. Okay. Um Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to do one more table setting here and just, I'm just going to straight up read the Wikipedia for the descriptor of like what, where, where this game is. Okay, set. sure. Let's do it. Mostly okay. I just want to hear your pronunciation. Oh my gosh. Please bear with me because I, I, I know I'm going to. He's been studying for mo- months and months and almost no. a year. So. Okay. So, um, so this from Wikipedia is set in the chaotic Bakumatsu 18, that's like 1853 to 1867 phase of the late Edo period. So Japan makes their periods based off emperors, I believe. Players take on a role of Sakamoto Ryoma, who is distressed, resulting from conflicting pressures and uncertainty about oneself and role in their society. Being embroiled in the middle of a Tosa coup d'etat and bent on finding the murderer who assassinated his mentor, Ryoma borrows or Ryoma burrows himself with a hidden identity in the streets of Kyo and joins the Shinsengumi. So basically, it's like every Yakuza story, which yeah. is you are a former crime person who now is avenging uh, some, you know, father figure, and you are either going undercover or join, making a a risky alliance with another type of crime syndicate. Yeah. Uh, except for now, it's you know, period piece. And I, I was reading some old reviews. So this game originally came out on like. I actually don't have the year in front of me, but it came out previously only in Japan. And I was reading some reviews uh, of the original Japanese version and people were basically saying like, a lot of this stuff is pretty well known in Japan. This is like straight Japanese history and very important moments within Japanese history in the way that like, you know, whatever, Boston Tea Party would land in the US. So that like a lot of the references that they're making to various characters or events are instantly familiar to a lot of people in Japan, whereas obviously for us, maybe not so much. Yeah, or not at all. Yeah, which which made it a little tough to get into at the beginning because there is like a ton of setup and character introduction that, again, is like really hard for my brain to absorb. Not It's just like a lot of names. Yeah, I mean- A lot of names. So I think this game works- Perfectly fine if you don't know anything about Yakuza or or Japanese history. I'll say that first. I I can't imagine how awesome it must be if you do know both. Yeah. Because every character, or at least all the main characters, so far as I can tell, are kind of the like players of um you know the cast of previous Yakuza games. Yeah, it's so like a, it, they're they're yeah, kind of aligning. Ensemble. Yeah, aligning a personality with a historical figure so it'd be like um playing i don't know like um 
Mass Effect spinoff, I guess, <laughs> that where all the characters are dressed as, you know, like Abe Lincoln. I don't know. Like, sure. It, it, Garrus it, it, is John Adams. That kind sure. Of thing. Yeah. It, it, apparently this this Mass Effect game spans a very long period of time. Of course. Um, yeah. I, okay. We've, we've got all that out of the way. The game itself. Did you enjoy this? No. Uh, okay. I mean, parts okay. of it. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I, I'll say that I enjoyed parts of it. I okay. actually think the the combat is quite fun. It's like it's like a really fun uh, third person brawler where you're running in and like just fucking guys up with a sword and guns and combinations of the two, and you can do these crazy like ultra attacks in the middle of combat. Like combat feels really really good. Um, I would say moving around the world, I found to be like miserable. And I and I think this might just be a, a, a an aspect of the series because I remember kind of thinking the same thing about um, like a dragon. Uh, it just feels like like it hasn't been the 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 feel of moving around has not been edited or touched in twenty years. It just feels like very PS two era of uh, locomotion and just like exploration. It just feels very rigid. Um, and the and the main story stuff didn't again really land for me probably because I wasn't making necessarily connections to the characters that a lot of people that are fans of the series liked. But yeah, I do think that there's like I think the silliness of it does land for me and that's the stuff that I find like really funny and engaging but it it just takes some work to get to that stuff. And yeah, it's a couple hours it. before you start really getting to the the goofiness. Yeah. What, what the goofiness. Can, was there like a silly thing that you that stuck out for you? There's just like a lot of hip thrusting out of nowhere, <laughs> <laughs> like, which I found very funny. Like people are ve- like given the like serious tone of a lot of it, the contrast of that, yeah, uh, is is extremely funny to me. And like I, I also like the various mini games that are like very relatively lighthearted, where you're like cutting fish and stuff like that. Yeah. So that was good. Um, yeah, you can. But like, I also think that there's like, there are jokes in the game. I don't even know if they're jokes. They're like very, very <laughs> early on. They're trying to teach you that there's stuff in pots. Uh-huh. Now, anyone who's played a video game of the last ever knows that if you break a pot open or you try to open a pot somewhere around the environment, there's going to be something in there. Yeah, get something good. You're going to get something good. Yakuza, first of all, has a guy that basically is like. <laughs> introducing the idea that like I walk around filling pots with things and he talks for like 10 pages of dialogue about how he likes putting things in pots and then at the end of those 10 pages of dialogue you get a helpful tip that pops up on the screen that says you can search pots and there are things in them and that takes like a good five minutes we, to we get talked about that. this with Justin last week uh on besties of like you know Sometimes when you really don't like something and you're describing it, uh, you realize like, oh, that's exactly what I love. Like, I get why you do not like it. I also get why I'm just I just think, in love with it. No, I, yeah. I, I, I agree. I, 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 I think, one, I just find it, I do find it genuinely funny. It's that funny. They, they, they try to explain everything, and, and I do think they, they know what they're doing. I think the issue is... You're right. It, it is over that the like the tutorialization after that yeah. is a bit much. And for me, you know, we were texting about this while we were playing. I didn't even notice it because I played enough of these games that like, okay, once that happens, my brain just is like beep, beep, beep. I skip right through it. Sure. Um 
but yes, I do I don't, think. I, yeah, yeah. But, but to go back to the thing, you know, you, you say that like they're aware of the overwriting. I don't either. They are. And it's just like a thing. They accept. I think there's a cultural aspect to this that like just doesn't land for me in the same way because so much of the game is overwritten. Like every single aspect, whether it's a serious like cutscene setting up the idea of like the Tosa Rebellion or the, you know, more goofy stuff. Uh, you know, I was watching clips of Like a Dragon, set, uh, Like a Dragon, and there are scenes in that game that are so fucking funny where you're trying to identify like which of the three guys is pissing in the river yes. and they all have their back turned. And the the gag is basically like, oh, it's that guy. And he turns around and he's actually like playing a flute. And that's funny, but it's really <laughs> held back by the fact that like that scene plays out for 15 minutes. Yeah. And really it should be a two minute gag. Uh, well, I, so I disagree, but only for me, the porridge is just right. And yeah. I, I think, and this goes same with the walking around and like knowing what you're getting. I think if you go into this game wanting an action game, which is kind of what it presents itself as, especially yeah. in the trailers, right? You're going to be really disappointed. If you go into this expecting an RPG, you're going to get exactly what you expected with a dash of like action. Yeah. And, and the walking around, if you think about it like that and walking around in a lot of RPGs, Honestly, I think it feels better than a lot That's of probably true, RPGs, yeah. right? Yeah. And and same with like the conversations. It it is a game for people who want to spend at least half, if not more, of their time engaging in story in some way. Yeah. And I I yeah, I think that this game in particular is a bit of a tough sell because even though you don't need to know this part of like Japanese history and you don't need to know about Yakuza. Um, you, you need to know what you're getting going into it. And I think you have to at least be curious about this period of Japanese history. Yeah. Um, because it takes so long for these stories to kind of take root that if you're not curious, I think, I think you're going to bounce off and, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong here because you know, there's stuff like chicken racing and, um, there's a, a, just one, a dude with a giant cannon who needs help, uh, determining the precision of his cannon so he fires cannonballs at you that you chop in half like really silly mini games that i love and adore but how much that will pull you through if you're not also like really on board with either either the story or the history yeah i don't i don't know i mean the combat i think the combat is also um more immediately fun than it is in most yakuza games okay did you, Again, I don't have that. Port yeah, did you did you like the combat at all? Yeah. Did you like find yourself? Yeah, I thought the combat was the good. Styles? Yeah, it feels it feels uh, very natural. I like the parrying system. I like the different uh, the varied style. You know, the sword and gun and fists and which, 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 which style did you go with most of the time? I can't. I found myself switching around. Yeah, I like I like just going barehanded, just because I think that looks cool to yeah. do those those like judo parries. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it kind of depended on the situation, right? Like what you were trying to counter. Yeah, I, I found myself switching styles way more than I have in past Yakuza games. And yeah. this game seems a lot more interested, even though, again, I, I said it's not a combat game. This one seems the most interested in its combat. Um, they're, they're one of the styles that you learn like pretty much right away 
is having a pistol, like a magnum in one hand or a revolver in one hand and uh, a samurai sword in the other. And you can start upgrading your kind of like skills way, 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 way faster than you could in Yakuza 0 or other games. And, you know, I'm probably like, I don't know, seven or eight hours in, um, maybe a little bit more, and almost fully upgraded on the like tree for that that style. And I just like blast through things doing it, it. It is hilarious playing this game that, you know, series that is largely built around fist fighting or, you you know, improvised weapons um, with some exceptions, you know, being able to just have like a sword and a gun on yeah. hand at all times uh, is a bit jarring. But hey, I love it. I'm not going to complain. Yeah, it worked. Um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoy this. I, I feel like we've kind of like set people up to know what they're expecting. Um, if they want to give it a try, it is, I mean, you mentioned the, the issues with the controls and stuff. The original one came out in 2014 and, uh, I believe it was PlayStation three and PlayStation four, mm. but you know, that means it was developed for PlayStation three. Right. Um, uh, and which is kind of wild because this one, this version is available on PS4 also. Um, this feels, this feels to me like, uh, kind of a, if you're a hardcore Yakuza fan, this is the game for you. There's no scenario where I would start someone on the Yakuza franchise. I mean, as you said, zero is like a good place to start. And also, you know, I found, um, uh, Yakuza 7 like a dragon to be like a decent place to start just because like it's visually very cool and you don't necessarily have to worry about the combat too much if you wanted to just like get the taste of the narrative and the writing and that's also on Game Pass for what it's worth so yeah. you can kind of dip your toes in if you are a Game Pass subscriber. Um, I also say I expect this game you know we're recording this before reviews are up I expect this game to do pretty well with reviews um y'all if you're curious and especially if you're curious about the japanese history stuff you should check out polygon uh we have a piece from kazuma hashimoto who is an absolutely fantastic writer um and he goes into kind of the politics of the game there are certainly some choices from having talked with him about the ending that are messy um that said, will like I ever see the ending? No, of course not. <laughs> what, what, what are the odds? Um, uh, so, so right now I'm enjoying it. Uh, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Uh, shall we go to the other side and talk about some Game Boy and Game Boy Advance stuff? Let's do it. Cool. Okay, we're back. There are a ton of amazing games on the Nintendo Switch as of like two weeks ago. You know, we got Metroid Prime remastered, which can I say, I think that you and I are a bit more in love with this one than Justin and Griffin were. I think they yeah. liked it. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised about Justin. I think Griffin maybe is maybe uh, poop socked it a little bit and played <laughs> a little too much to the point where he uh, got over absorbed with it. But I am like. I mean, we'll talk about it during honorable mentions because I have more to say about that game. But I think yeah. we'll be talking about that game at like end of the year. I me. think so too. I really, yeah, I yeah. was really impressed. Um, but alongside that, uh, Nintendo Surprise announced a bunch, like over a dozen uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games 
that are now available on Nintendo Switch Online and whatever that expansion pack plus is. Right. So if you subscribe to just normal Nintendo Switch Online, uh, you just get the Game Boy games as part of the like virtual console, whatever they call it. And if you subscribe to the expansion pass, which I believe is like $50 a year or something like that, uh, in addition to the, you currently get the N64 collection that's on there, and I think the Genesis collection, you are now also getting a collection of Game Boy Advance games. Um, so we're going to go through and just talk through the list and, and give some recommendations of stuff to check out. Um, so to just kind of go through the list, Game Boy game-wise, yeah, Super Mario Land 2, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX, Gargoyles Quest, Game & Watch Gallery 3, this one surprised me, Alone in the Dark, The New Nightmare, <laughs> uh, which I believe is a Game Boy Color exclusive. Yeah. Uh, Metroid 2, Return of Samus, Wario Land 3, Kirby's Dream Land. First reaction, there are more uh, fun games for Game Boy on this list than I remember it being fun games for Game Boy in general. <laughs> <laughs> That is like, uh, wow, that is a head trip right there. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I, th- I think there were all, you, more game, good Game Boy games than you, I think, recall. You know, you're, 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 you're right. Um, but I, I feel like there, there were a lot that I liked as a kid that I have since tried to go back and play, and I'm like, woof. Yikes. Yeah. Big yikes. So, And there are a few on this list that I would say woof and, like, don't play them. Uh, a couple. I would say I don't think Super Mario Land 2 ages well really at all if you played any recent mario game 2d mario game like i think it's it was impressive for the time because it felt a lot more like the nes mario but those it's not a great not a great game in my opinion um game watch 3 i can't play game watch whatever they're like a nice little luxury but glad they're there for the historic purpose of people knowing what the hell game and watch is yeah but not like fun no uh alone in the dark probably skip uh, and then uh, I think the rest of them are quite good. So um, Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening DX, probably the best of these, arguably the best uh, Game Boy game ever made. Uh, this was the the Game Boy Color version, which added like an, a, a color-themed dungeon and a bunch of other stuff. Um, but this game rocks. You might have played the remake of it, which came out a couple years ago on Switch, which is like cutesy, uh, chibi-style uh, remake. Both games are awesome, uh, but yeah, I'm a huge, huge fan. Uh, Gargoyles Boy. Quest, that one is a cool surprise. I love Gargoyles yeah. Quest. Yeah, Gargoyles Quest is um, a spinoff from Ghost and Goblins. Yes. And kind of like how Wario is a spinoff from the Mario games, it both is similar and totally different. It, it is, we're go- Ghost and Goblins is like very difficult side-scroller. This is like an action RPG. Yeah, play it's as like the a- gargoyle. Yeah, so you play as the guy that basically like constantly swoops down at you in Ghosts and Goblins, but you're that guy. Um, and it has, yeah, like an action RPG. There's like, you can find new abilities. The levels are enormous um, and uh, had some like incredibly strong art design for the time. I think this was one of the earliest uh, Game Boy games ever that came out. And not only that, uh, I'm sure you had this experience too when we were kids. You would go into the game store and basically pick the game based on the cover art, the horror. I can't even like imagine myself ever doing that now, obviously, because we have so many resources to tell us what is good and not. But this was <laughs> one of the games. I think I got this and I got at the same uh, point uh, Gator Pinball 
or some oh yeah like gator that, pinball yeah. gargoyles quest much better game uh really really strong had a sequel on i believe snes that's also really good so uh highly recommend it um i never played and i still haven't played alone in the dark a new nightmare i'm eh, i don't know yeah are, are there any um any games that come to mind for game boy that you're like oh i really want to get the that whenever they they add them because they are adding some some games i believe tetris is coming yeah i believe they're adding tetris um i'm trying to remember is kirby's tilt and tumble was that a gba game or was that uh oh wait wait, i think tetris is actually already there well there's like i think you goofed i think i think when you 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 wrote up this list i think you goofed i think it's the one oh i think you're right actually yeah they they are adding um zelda oracle of seasons and ages pokemon trading card game and kirby tilt and tumble which okay, that last yeah. one is Kirby cool Tilt and Tumble is is dope. I'll be interested to see how they do the controls because that game actually had like a tilt yeah. input thing. I'd imagine it's just the analog stick controls probably. But uh, I guess they could use the Switch. Yeah, yeah I forgot that the Joy-Cons have, have motion controls. The gyro. Um, I would say though, broadly speaking, um, the Game Boy collection is a lot overall, I think, weaker than the Game Boy Advance just cat overall catalog. I think the Game Boy Advance catalog is like so many bangers in that catalog that are just great. I will add one more Game Boy game that I'm dying for is Mario Golf, which is spectacular. It's a Game Boy yeah. Color game. Uh, we've talked about it in the past. It's one of my favorite uh, sports games. It's you know the, one of those sports RPGs that are there are so few of those. And uh, that one totally yeah. rocks. I mean, they're not happening for IP reasons, but uh James Bond 007, oh, yeah. Metal Gear Solid, um, and honestly, Harvest Moon, the Game Boy version. Yeah. Uh, that was the one like I fell in love with. I, I It's one of those, you know, do I actually want to play it or do I just want to know it's near and dear? Sure. Um, but but yeah. But I will say I have recently replayed uh, Mario Golf on GB Col- uh, Game Boy Color and it is still it's really, excellent. really good. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, okay, the GBA games. Do you want to hit me with those? Yeah, absolutely. So the full list, I hope I got this right, is Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Brothers 3, which is a port of Super Mario 3 that came to Game Boy Advance. Very confusing. And uh, some, do, you, do you know what's special about it? Well, there's a couple things. One, they changed the art is like, quote, updated. So the art kind of uses like almost an SNES art style to it. And secondly, it has new exclusive levels that were originally only playable if you had an e-reader, which was a crazy piece of hardware where you'd scan cards and it would like unlock features in the game. It's Did cool. I, get it? I, I mean, what a cool, weird decision. It's, it's very weird. Uh, and I haven't played those levels yet, but that's that's dope to think like these are Nintendo made levels for Super Mario 3 that no one has real like how many people have actually played those levels realistically. Um, so I think that'll be really, really cool. Uh, what else? Uh, we also have WarioWare Incorporated Mega Microgames, the very first WarioWare game, which continues to be fucking great and totally awesome and playable and delightful. So I strongly recommend that. This was before WarioWare got like way more complicated than it should be when it was just like a single input. Like it was just hit A to do whatever the thing it, is, it was. And it was just like lightning fast minigames. So awesome. Loved it. Kuru 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 Rain. I, I think that's right. Yeah. Have you ever played this? It's great. I actually haven't. I know it, this is the spinning stick game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, it, it, I mean, you, you nailed it. You're, you're a stick that it's a spinning stick game. Um, I don't know, like a good way to describe this game. Um, other than like, you should just go play it because it's effectively free if you have, yeah, if you have well, the service, the expansion pack. Yeah. I mean, it's like a, like an arcadey puzzle game almost. It's kind of like, like a well-made mobile game. I would say not to diminish it, but it is, has that like, yeah, you basically there's a stick that is spinning either left or right automatically. And then you move through uh, a course, trying not to hit the walls with the the spinning stick. I mean, it's like as simple as that. Um, What a delight this game. Uh, that you, there's also some awesome games done quick speed runs of this game. Oh, really? That are obviously you can guess cool as hell. Yeah, that does sound dope, actually. <laughs> okay, what then? Mario Kart. Mario Kart, which was the very first uh, portable version of Mario Kart, uh, came out uh, ages ago, and and uh, pretty damn good Mario Kart. They did a good job. It's it's hard for me to recommend the old Mario Karts because I think they've just gotten better over the years. But it's, yeah, it's, from a I retro agree. standpoint, pretty good. 3D Mario's I just I so much prefer than that old school style. Yeah. Uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. This is great because I, I believe this game cost a fortune. I mean, I would imagine eBay. original versions of all of these games cost a fortune to some extent, but I'm sure this one is probably one of the more expensive. Yes, ones. let's look right now. Yeah, it looks like this is like 40 bucks, which not a fortune fortune. For a cart. Oh, no, I was thinking of, um, well, Superstar Saga Advance. Uh oh no! So the you can get it for forty bucks if you buy the 3DS version. It looks like the uh, GBA version is like more. Um, yeah, unsurprisingly. Uh, but this game is great if you love any of the Paper Mario games. This is very much in that vein of like a turn-based actiony RPG. Stellar writing in this game. It uh, I think these Mario and Luigi games are some of the best writing that Nintendo has done in terms of like back and forth character dialogue. Um, and just feels really good. Like the combat feels good. It's it's like an actiony turn base. So it's all like, oh, hit A at the right time to do like a critical attack, which just feels like way more engaging to me. I, most RPGs I can't get into, but this this series I was really able to get into, and this one's really really strong. And then I think the showpiece for the showpiece both, both of us, right? The Our Legend question. of Zelda: The Minish Cap, which. You liked for a long time. I feel like I really fell in love with while we were doing our Zelda bracketing. Yeah. So I recently, even before this happened, I was replaying Minish Cap and I hadn't played it really in ages. Like I played a little bit during our brackets and I loved it then, but like didn't get really that deep into it. And the more I play Minish Cap, the more I realize how strong it is and how much of a an air it is to like Link to the Past and all the ones that are considered like the very, very best. Amazing art design, really cool puzzles where you're shrinking down into tiny size and then growing up super big. It also does something that I think Oracle of Ages and Season Oracle of Ages and Seasons does not do very well, which is I think it does player guidance really well. Uh, yeah. I think Ages and Seasons are like very reliant on go to this grid moment, uh, go to this grid at this very specific point and there'll be an NPC there and he's going to like advance the story, whatever. Whereas Minish Cap, I think you're constantly given like just enough to know, oh, it makes sense if I were to go here and progress the story. It just feels like it's very hands-off. I could beat this game without looking things up. And uh, that I think to me makes for a really good Zelda game. 
Yeah. And then stuff that's being added uh, in the future. Metroid Fusion, Kirby and the Amazing Mirror, Fire Emblem, F-Zero Maximum Velocity, and Golden Sun. Real Great surprise games. one, that, that last one. Um, is it surprising that Golden Sun's on there? I don't know. I mean, it's like, you know, it shows up in most top 10 lists for the GBA, yeah. but it's also not... I don't know. I feel like it's kind of the disrespected GBA game by Nintendo. Yeah, but in terms of like big, like traditional style RPGs, it's really it. Yeah, right? that's it. yeah. Well, I mean, as long as you're not including Final Fantasy. Yeah, no, games, I mean, right? made by Nintendo. I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I think that's right. I and, mean, and those games are like I played through the first one. I remember when it first came out, and it was really, really strong. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think all those that are being added are are, are all great. That Fire Emblem game that you mentioned is the reason I am now a Fire Emblem fan. Like that converted me when it first. That was the first one that came to the U.S. and I absolutely fell in love. So if you get pissed about all the Fire Emblem games, the all the Fire Emblem characters that come out in Smash Brothers, you can finally get into the series and be like, oh, I I recognize that that one is that one. Who this is the forget? one with Lin. They introduced Lin. What what game. would you want added that's not here? I mean, uh, the the obvious omission for me is Advance Wars, which I get because they have a new Advance Wars game. Yeah, they're out. they're re-releasing those the one, uh, first and second games on Switch. Um, uh, you know, omissions would probably be the Castlevania games, but those also just got re-released as the Castlevania Advance Collection, all three of them. So kind of yeah. hard to justify those additions. Um, you know, I'll say it again. The Game Boy Advance version of Mario Golf also really good, arguably even better than the uh, Game Boy Color version. So, yeah, bring that guy back. Love it. Yeah, and then uh, there are some things that just probably are not going to happen, like any of the Final Fantasy games. Sure, Pokemon, Mother Three slash Earthbound Two. Um, I'm a little surprised. Metroid Zero Mission. You know, I think that will come. I think they wanted to. Sp- they didn't want to mention two Metroid games in the coming soon list. Yeah. That, so I think it will happen. Plus the Metroid they just released that day. Right. Um, Zero Mission is stellar, though. I'm. I. That's definitely worth playing. Yeah. And then the one that I really, really want: Astro Astro Boy, the Omega Factor. Oh yeah. That game's so good. That's a cool um, game. An action game made by Treasure that just rules. Um. Uh, and again, I, I would assume lost to time for something like this because it's Sega published it, but it was developed by Treasure and it, you know, is tied to a, an iconic IP. I mean, may, maybe, but yeah. I, I'd be surprised. Um, yeah, I mean, just a lot of good stuff. If you If you pick only one game right now from this whole list that we just went through, what would you recommend people play? Uh, I would, well, I'll do one for each platform. So I think on Game Boy, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX, if you've never played it, amazing. And, uh, just to mix it up, I would normally say Minish Cap, but just to mix it up, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Super, uh, super, super good. Yeah, for me, it would be Wario Land 3 on Game yeah, Boy. Yeah, great game. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would say WarioWare or Kuru Kuru Kuren. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you're, you're, really, you're, you're not going to miss with pretty much... Yeah, you're not going to miss with are... anything on the GBA list. That is true, yeah. Um, and you're pretty good odds with, with Game Boy. Um, hey, before we wrap up, what else have you been playing? Well, again, we talked about it on, on Besties this past week, but Metroid Prime Remastered has been my like go-to 
chill out game, uh, playing it mostly on hand in handheld. Thank God for the uh, hoary uh, split pad pro being comfortable to do dual (laughs) dual stick controls and handheld. But man, that game rocks. I'm playing it as a, I've never done this in a Metroid game before. We talked a little bit about it on besties, the map not giving you a ton of guidance in terms of where to go next. Mm. I've started taking notes um, and they're not super detailed notes. They are simply like, okay, this room has a spider ball track in it and I don't have the spider ball yet. So I'm going to write down the area and the name of the room so that when I get the spider ball, I can just go back to all the rooms that had spider ball tracks in them. And I think that'll really cut down on the like hunting and pecking that these games kind of turn into where you're like, I kind of remember there was a door here, but I don't remember where. And I think it'll really help. So we'll see. I'll report back. Um, I've been playing Wanted Dead. Oh, yeah. We were. I think we were going to talk about this maybe on... No, we were going to talk about each. I was trying to remember what we almost talked about on Besties. Wanted Dead, maybe we'll talk about it at more length later on. I know Justin is playing it. It is a curiosity that is hard to believe exists. It is, you know, you know when people are like, hey, they don't make them like they used to. Well, they, they, they've made one like they used to. Um, it is an action game from former members of the uh, Ninja Gaiden and Dead or Alive team. You play as a, a riot squad in, like, future Hong Kong. Um, like, riot response, I guess. But but your only weapons are, like, heavy machine guns and uh, katanas. Sure. And you just slice and dice your way through a world that looks like how video games looked in the PS2 era. But, like, through the lens of Unreal Engine 4 or 5 or whatever. Um it's it's deeply weird just in terms of like the action gameness of it all, right? If you just said that and you're like, hey, it's a game where half of it is cover-based shooting and half of it is close combat sword fights, which do not seemingly go well together. Right. Um, that would be enough. Uh, but they don't stop there. There is like Yakuza style mini games like ramen slurping and karaoke and uh, a crane game and an arcade game and all this stuff. There is like anime cutscenes that inexplicably interrupt the game. There is a live action cooking show uh, that's part of the game <laughs> and also exists outside of the game. There is a full like four song album performed by the voice actress who plays the main character, and it seems to be you know quote produced by one of the evil companies or mysterious companies in the game itself. It is bizarre. Wow. The game opens, you know, I, I say all this and you think, wow, the game must open with you like just causing chaos or with chaos being thrown at you. No, it opens with like an extended diner sequence where they just talk about what feels like nothing. Like it might as well be like a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> it is truly bizarre. I am in disbelief by it. I, I can't recommend people, you know, rush out to buy it because I believe it's full price. Like, I think it's like a $60 game. It sounds very much like a YouTube kind of game. But yeah, I, I I feel like if you are a person who loves to stream games, it feels perfect for that um, because it's bizarre. And I, and I did enjoy it. Like, let me be clear. 
I I didn't hate my time with it. I wasn't like angry with it. I even enjoyed the combat as busted as it is. It's just it's just wild. It, you know, it it it's so weird that Dead Space came out, you know, basically around the exact same time. And Dead Space is literally a game from, you know, 10 or however many years ago. Yeah. And then they updated it. And that somebody else was like, yeah, but what if we did the opposite? What if we used all of this modern technology to go back to all of the problems with video games yeah. 10 years ago? And I was <laughs> like, sure. I mean, I don't know if that's the best idea, uh, but it looks like you got financing, so go for it. Um, that's yeah. very funny. I, I I wrote a whole review on it. If you want to read it, it's at Polygon. If you don't, I understand. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's it. Um do we have anything else before we wrap? No, I think we did it all. Cool. Okay, here's what we talked about today. You know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do the whole Game Boy Game Boy. Advance. No, that's okay. That's that's, that's you that's don't need to. Wild. We talked about like a dragon Ishin, um, and then we talked about all of the new Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games. You can rewind a little bit in the episode if you want to hear that because we listed the mountain full. Um, uh, we also talked about Metroid Prime Remastered again on the Nintendo Switch and Wanted Dead, which I believe is available on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. I, I, I do want to mention one more thing. And last episode, if you listened to the last Rusty's episode, you criticized my pronunciation of Arigato Gozaimashita because you said it was past tense or something. But I was playing Like a Dragon Ishin, and one of the vendors in that game said exact same thing after completing a purchase so i think i appropriately said it i mean you you may have here's the thing that game knows a lot more about the japanese language than i do so there you go (laughs) and clearly i do as well i do like that you don't know for sure if you're right though you know i mean it sounded like what i said the last time okay i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna find out i think mashita if you add that adds like a level of formality that you wouldn't necessarily have with a friend i don't you're making some wild guesses that i do not think are right Mm, we'll find out (laughs) the the moss form is like a polite but not the most polite form okay (laughs) but okay (laughs) i love you're like i'm pretty sure hey you know what i i played a yakuza game once (laughs) and i'm something of an expert (laughs) Um, uh, cool. Uh, this has been a blast. Uh, my name is Christopher Thomas Plant. You my are... name is Russ Rustic. That's who you are. Uh, this has been another episode of The Resties, where the rest of the best discuss the best of the rest. Until next time. Resties! Resties.